Excellent. Let's start with some team news then. How are you looking ahead of this trip to uh, the, the game with Coventry this weekend? Uh, well, we've, we've had a few lads, uh, extra lads training um, today. Um, so I'm going to see how one or two of them are. It might be a little bit soon for them on Saturday, but with us having a game on Tuesday, I'd rather be careful and make sure that they're all right, you know, with the running. Yeah, so, can you give us um, any names? Not really. I think I think fans will know who I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, the, the likes of Pearson and, um, you know, there's one or two others had knocks. Um, Helix been playing with a knock, you know, uh, Hogg's been playing. I didn't, you know, I didn't risk him last weekend. So there's been a few that's had knocks and Danny Ward. So we're just just sort of keeping an eye on him, really. Uh, Josh Ruffles missed the game through illness. How's he doing now? Well, he's he, he trained a bit this morning. I don't, I'm not sure he's 100 percent at the minute, but uh, the physios, you know, are dealing with that. And we've had another illness today, one player, which I won't go into detail. So, yeah, you're always getting the odd one, aren't you? You know that I'm afraid at this time of year. Dwayne Holmes as well, we've not seen for a little while. He's had a calf injury. How close is he to being involved again? Uh, I think still a couple of weeks, if I'm honest. Um, when I asked him last week, he was three to four weeks. Are you with me? So that was before last week's press conference. Um, so hopefully we'll have him, you know, if not before the international break, probably after that, really. OK. Um, you talked to us after the Burnley game uh, and we're talking about how actually sometimes matches like that, you can learn an awful lot about your players. Could you talk to me a bit more about that? And, you know, what can you learn from going through that experience that will maybe influence your decisions going forward? Well, I think it's just a matter. You look at players and uh, players who take responsibility, players who don't do what I'm telling them to do, things like that. You look at all aspects of it, really. Um, have the grasp, you know, I've only had a week with them. So it's a little bit uh, unfair. They've just got to, I've got to see, you know, I haven't got time really to to look at three or four weeks time. We've got to do it now, you know, so I'm looking at players who I think can can perform now rather than in three or four weeks. And in terms of time, as you say, time is of the essence. Are you finding that the majority of the players at your disposal are picking up your ideas quickly and putting them into practice in the way you would like? Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought the Birmingham was really good, and then the, on Saturday, I know they're a really good team, but when you look at the first two, even th three goals, you know, some of the some of the defending was elementary, really, that you wouldn't really find in a schoolyard. So I was disappointed. Yes, I've got to stand there and bite my tongue, knowing I'm going to get stick from the Burnley fans at three nil, and uh, but you've got to do that, I'm afraid, and. Uh, but I was disappointed, very disappointed in some aspects of the game, um, you know, that first half on Saturday. And when you go through a game like that and obviously pick apart where did that goal go wrong, who was at fault for that, what reaction are you looking to see from a player if you have called them out in front of their teammates and said, well, no, you were at fault for that? Well, we had a meeting on, on Monday morning and um, I just went through the goals with the team that you know the squad that played and, and and made my feelings known and I think they'll be more than aware of what what my feelings were regarding two or three of the goals and and some aspects of their own game and uh, you know that's for behind closed doors really what I said yeah of course but as a manager are you then looking for them to respond and you go what you know what gaffer yet yeah, fair dues and, and react to what you've said well either respond or, or they won't be in the team 
as simple as that, really. We, we, you can't get too many chances at this time of the year. You've got to, you know, you've got to trust your players as much as you can. So that's what I'm looking to do, especially, you know, the games coming up, because I know we've got the toughest running and, uh, um, you know, the two teams coming up, Coventry and Bristol City, are both on form and flying. So, you know, we've got to, we've got to come out of the gates level with them because they'll, all, you know, they'll be having a right go at us. So we've got to be more than, you know, um, looking after ourselves, really, without making elementary mistakes to, to gift opponents an advantage. We've got to try and start when the whistle goes. Uh, and that's what I've been sort of stressing this week. Yeah. The, the first game when you returned as, as Huddersfield Town Manager, obviously, you know, everybody talks about the new manager bounce and that instant impact. Then Burnley away, as you say, kind of champions elect in the, in the championship. But these next two, do you kind of feel there is a bit more pressure now on these two games? Because people do look at them as home fixtures, you know, against teams that are kind of in the middle of the league, you know, that there is a bit more pressure of expectation now to get those wins. No, I, th I think that's what the likes of yourself think, really. Um, I don't think like that at all, me. I think every game's winnable now between now and the end of the season, home and away. We played nine out of the top ten, so we're not supposed to win any. The bookies say we're going to finish rock bottom. So, you know, who wants to be manager here? Um, but I'm, I'm enjoying it, really. I'm enjoying the challenge. And uh, I thought the Birmingham game, I think I got a great response from the players and I thought that encouraged the fans um, to also get behind us and um, you know whilst Burnley was a disappointment it wasn't a shock you know we aren't anywhere near as good as that at the moment so you know we've got to we've got to get back to basics and the fans have got to get behind us and hopefully we can we can give another good account because they're a genuine bunch they don't you know they don't um, not try on a purpose or things like that it's just some of the coaching really you wouldn't have to expect at this level, you, you know, you'd expect certain lads to to grasp uh, the basics. And, and, and at Burnley, we didn't grasp the basics. It wasn't that, I know they were very, very good, but we made them look like Real Madrid, you know, yeah. and uh, and that's, you know, if we'd have done our jobs right, like we talked about on uh, during the week, um, there's no way spaces would have been like that if certain, you know, certain players had done the job. But, uh, when you play against a team like that or in, in the Premiership, like you play against Manchester City, if there's a weakness in your team, they find it. Uh, and that's what Burnley did. They found that that area that we were vulnerable and punished us. Is that really been your kind of message since you came back? That, like, let's get back to basics because the character is clearly there in the team, that sense of unity, everybody's pulling together. But actually, let's just get things right on the pitch do the simple things right? Has that been the, the big sort of message that you've been trying to hammer home? Yeah, because, it, you know, it, it, as a manager, you don't, if you get beaten by a, by a fantastic goal, uh, you, can, you can put your hand up. It's when teams score goals without working for them that's the, that I really can't stand. And, um, you know, um, there's no excuse for missing a tackle or something like that. I don't, I don't think there's an excuse for that. So, you know, I want my lads to respond to the crowd at home games, we've got two tough home games, but the crowd were brilliant against Birmingham, and I expect the same in the next couple of games. Uh, you know, we went behind against Birmingham as well, so you know we 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 are capable of coming from behind. Uh, I know they're both decent teams, are both on a run. Um, Coventry, you know, I think they've won and drawn, won three and drawn, won the last four. 
Bristol City have not lost this year in the league. So I know how hard they are, but you know we're we're going to try and make it hard for them as well, and and let them talk about us. You know I think we uh, we've got we've got enough ammunition, and uh, hopefully you know uh, the team that I put out will be ready to to um, you know go for the cause because we need people now to put that put their heads on the line now and and uh, and do things the the dirty part of the game what I call it the muck and nettles. <laughs> Somebody who is definitely not averse to muck and nettles is Jonathan Hogg. Um, you rested him at the weekend. Um, is he likely to feature? Is he, is he back in your plans for the starting 11? And just how crucial is somebody like Jonathan Hogg in making sure that, you know, you get what you're looking for out on the pitch, that leadership that he brings? Well, I think he bought me a, a bottle of champagne this week for not playing him last week. I thought that's the least he could do, really. I said to him, he should have come and stood with me on that touchline. Um, but I didn't want to risk him at Burnley. It was um, one or two lads like that. You know, it's hard when you're 3-0 down, stood there, knowing that you could have probably played two or three others, but you've got to just bite your lip, I'm afraid. that You know, there are these games now, that between now and the end of the season, um, this is what it's all about now. And if we can't win a game, we've got to make sure we draw the game um, with 13 games to go. Was it a decent bottle of champagne? No, a cheap one. It was like the old, uh, I used to pay seven and six when I was a kid for a, for a sparkling. So I can't remember what they call it now before your time. Um, <laughs> it will come back to me. It Does was like John... baby shams. I saw baby shams <laughs> coming back. I don't, I saw it in the paper the other day. I, I used to love my baby sham with the old cherry in. <laughs> hey, if, if we all stick around long enough, everything comes full circle eventually. Um Quick final one. Obviously, you, you'll be well aware of the circumstances of coming back into the club. David Baldwin is, is kind of looking to sort things out off the pitch. Just how privy to you are, are, are with the conversations about you know, potential sale of the club, what's going on behind the scenes? Well, I, I just come to try and help them out to show that they, they've got enough on the plate without having to worry about day-to-day -day running of the club and the, and the games. And I think, I think it's taken a lot of pressure off of David and the you know the ownership because you know we'll get on with it now as good as we can uh, if it's you know if we if we don't manage to do it then it's not for the lack of trying so the, I think it's helped them in the respect that they can concentrate on you know what they're trying to do and I think the fans are, are you know they're with us they know that every game the players will be giving everything and that that's all you can ask as a fan you want your players to give everything and uh, you know um, that's what I've said to the players. Yeah. Do you have kind of weekly conversations with David Baldwin and, you know, the other the other members of the board as to what's going on? Or, you know, do they speak to you much about matters on the pitch or are you both kind of doing your own thing and just see how? No, it no, I mean, uh, obviously, when I see David, when I when I come in, you know, he, he's in a couple of days a week in here and uh, I always pop my head in and have a quick chat with him, which is just as I do anyhow. But I do that in every department. I go in the IT department. I go and see the chef. I go and see the cleaner, the, the kit man's, you know, Brooksy on first name. I think it's important when you're a manager that you, you talk to everybody because everyone's got a little part to play and there might be a small cogs, but to be successful, you've got to get all them cogs working in together, really. And that's what I try and do, even though it's a short time that I'm here. Excellent. Good to talk to you. Thank you, Neil. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, darling. Thank you, Catherine. We'll come to Stephen in the room next, please. And um, Neil. Um... <coughs> Back to, to team news, if I may, please. Um, Terry Simpson missed out last week. How's, how's he doing? 
Yeah, he just had a reaction to um, to a training session that we we put on, um, and they didn't want to risk him. Really, I think um, he he trained. Um, he's going to definitely train this tomorrow morning with us, and he did a bit of light training today, uh, as did two or three others. So we're going to just wait and see what what any reaction, if any, from all of them. We had one lad go down with illness today as well. Um, we've sent him home, so we'll have to wait and see about him as well. Okay. And Anthony Knockout wasn't in your squad last week. Was that just uh, one of those players who was was rested for that occasion? No, 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 no. He, he just got a sore foot. His foot was sore. I think he had a, a was an operation on it or something like that. Um, but it wasn't, you know, a game like that wasn't worth risking somebody that didn't feel right. Yeah. Is he likely to be back this weekend? Yes, he's, he trained. He trained this morning, and he'll train again tomorrow. That's, that's good. Um, when you're coming up against Coventry, obviously you mentioned they're in very good form. They've got one particular standout player um, in Victor Jokeres. When you're going up against a player like that, do you like to make specific plans for them or do you feel like that can be a distraction sometimes? Not really. I mean, I think he's probably the best in the league, if I'm honest, up front. Um, numerous times, I think I tried to sign him at Cardiff when we got promotion. He, but I mean, everybody's tried to sign him. You know, I... I no disrespect to, to Coventry and Mark, but, uh, you know, I would put money that he won't be there next season um, because type, his type are few and far between now. Uh, you know, you look at Mitrovic at Fulham and, and you know, he's possibly even more mobile than, than Mitrovic. And, you know, but that type of player are few and far between. But I'm, I'm quite happy about that because I think I've got, uh, one of the best centre halves in in uh, in in Miko, so it's um, you know I'm I no problem with that. It'd be a good battle, that I think, if I'm honest. And I think Tom's hardly put a foot wrong since I've been here, so it's you know it'll be good for them too. Uh, it is me a... me 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 how I, I have to say me how to remember it because uh, everybody else says different names. Don't they? give him different names. So me how. Um, you've got a, a hectic run there, uh, through to the international break, no midweeks. Is that the kind of challenge that you enjoy? Uh, no, I like to win a game and have a week off, <laughs> if I'm honest. So you, you don't have to worry about the team for the, for a few days. Uh, but we, it is what it is. We knew it was going to be hectic. And like you say, the teams that we're playing against, most of them are pushing for automatic or playoffs. So, you know, they'll all be right keyed up. So we've got to be keyed up as well. Uh, it doesn't look, uh, you know, when you look at the league table, it, it's not good good reading, but I, I think we've just got to, I know the old cliche, I think we've just got to take it game by game now and do the best we can. Try and get something out of every game. Like you say, you know, go for a win, but try and get a result if things go the other way and uh, come out with something. And Because, you know, the 13 games, you know, I think everybody knows you need probably 48 points Maybe fifty, they say, but I think this year might be might be forty eight. Yeah, it's uh, probably six wins you need then at this point, isn't it? I think two wins will do us, me, and eleven draws. <laughs> yeah, it's. Does that put sort of extra pressure on these home games? Obviously, three in the next four at home. I think yeah, you can say that, but I, I think the way we are, I think we can win away from home as well. Neem, now I think it's just you know everybody's got to be on the game. No good, no, like I said, I get Burnley. I know that's a different proposition, but if you've got two or three that's not on the game, we won't win any game. We've got to be really clued in and know what we're doing and, and 
try and you know get the wins that will take us up the table you know take us into that pack 